everyone and welcome back to Two Integrated. Today we are joined back again with SoCal. Hi guys, how are you doing? Today we're going to be talking about learning English in Ireland and the difficulties we faced. But firstly, we just want to take a moment to thank everyone that has been listening so far. You genuinely have no idea how much it means to us that people are listening to our stories. I mean, it hasn't been easy sharing them and it's been quite a vulnerable time that we've had and we usually wouldn't share these stories otherwise if it wasn't for this podcast. We really have enjoyed it, even though it has been kind of difficult pulling out the memories and finding a great way to tell the stories. We just cannot imagine telling these stories to a room full of the amount of people that are listening to us, honestly. That would be a crazy concept but we just want to say thank you so much we really really appreciate it thank you guys thank you thanks you all for listening this has been a great experience so far in the topic of learning english we just want to address our accents first of all because there's just such <laughs> there's such a huge difference between both of our accents so called literally integrated in Togay. We'll yes, say. I uh, like I, see I were a mixture of the guys from Toker or like all of my friends even when I was in school they were all of them were from Southside, <laughs> the Corinne, the Leesdale, the Bishop Sound. I hung out and talked a lot, even though I kind of moved around within Northside as well too. And I had some country guys that were in school with me too, so my accent just like he just picked up that accent. I was ever like, since I would just keep my mouth shut a lot more and just listen to what they say. Yeah, and maybe me listening too much had an effect. Yeah, I get you. Like, not to badmouth talk or anything like that. Like, we just grew up around it because it was so close to where we lived. So we had a load of friends there and stuff. But for me, on the other hand, it's obviously not the same case. I have such a clear... People are always like, you have such a proper accent or like, you speak English so properly. And I'm always like conscious, conscious, say, for people to understand what I say the entire time, you know? I think that's just like the foreign in me that says that. <laughs> Even then, like, I'm just going to give like an example. You know Dua Lipa? Do you know the way she speaks uh, English? Yes. Now, Dua Lipa was born in London, but her entire family is Albanian. They are from Kosovo. I had an English roommate last year when I was in Spain for Erasmus. And Dua Lipa and her do not talk the same, like, and they're both from England. And if you hear Dua Lipa speak, she has such a clear, a bit of a, like, an American yeah, to her she, English she has, accent. She has a bit of a mix between English and American Yeah, accent. she does. And I think that it's kind of the same with me that I've noticed, because anytime I notice her accent, I'm like, it's British, but there's something there that's, like, not. I feel like with mine, like, it's obviously not, it's not a quirk accent, I think anyways yeah. and people never tell me that it is which is totally fine I don't think I have one but yeah. it's definitely a bit of like a clear it's not a bit of English it's yeah just to make sure. it's not like an American accent but like there's something different there about it but I think it, that's just because I learned English through the TV but we'll get we'll get to that in a while back to us learning English when we came to Ireland the two of us did not know English at all like not Zero. one bit Sokal did it a tiny bit in school, but it wasn't enough. I think it was his first year learning it. So he had nothing like. I wasn't paying attention. I never thought I was going to go anywhere. Like, yeah. I just never paid attention to school to learning English, you know? So when we came, we obviously went to school. And of course, at home, we had the TV. And that's how we got to learning. But school helped us so much. 
because we had so much communication the entire time and we were constantly surrounded by English speakers and that is the most helpful way to learn a language. For me personally, because I was so young, I was only eight coming here, I learned English in two months. Like in two months, I know it's a rapid amount of time, honestly, we are all shocked anytime we talk about it. But in two months, I was able to have conversations. It wasn't obviously fluent in two months, but I was able to understand people completely, I remember. I could speak my way through things. Like I tried speaking it. I was really excelling at the learning of the language, if that makes sense. I mean, you were much younger than me, so you picked it up so much faster. And I came a little older. I found it very hard to adjust and I found it really hard to understand because in Cork, our accent is just so thick in a way, like, you know. Yeah. And when we speak, we speak so fast. Mm-hmm. I did not think we were speaking, they were speaking English at the time. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I mean, it was just so intense. It took me like a year to, to actually not fluently speak it. Like, I mean, I was just kind of like... Broken English. Broken English, completely yeah. broken English, yes. And the second year, obviously, as time went on, obviously got better, like, I mean, but my first year was really tough like I, I used to be so upset there was times where I actually cried because I couldn't speak English and I wanted to speak so bad Aww. and I couldn't like speak <laughs> and then I hear it because people are trying to say something to me and I was just wait you st- cried in school not in school but at home oh. I used to be so upset over it oh like, I, I mean, used to see you cry yeah because I, mean, yeah. I used to be so took so much time and just it, it was a tough time now because Sogal came to Ireland with no English at all he was actually pulled back two years. So he was meant to go into junior state, but he had to go right back to first year. And he actually ended up skipping TY so that he could get closer to his year and age, I guess, for school. Yes, teachers had to do this because in third year there's junior cert and they said that I'll never be able to pick up language or do junior cert. So they had to move back in first year and learn all over. Now, this wasn't the case for me because I was so young. They really didn't mind me just continuing where I left off, basically. I also did get to learn Irish in school, of course, because I was so young. But that wasn't the case for Sokal at all. He has never learned Irish, although he does know a couple of words here and there, of course. Now, how I got to learn English, like I said before, it was through school, through the students. But also, when I came home... I learned so much through Hannah Montana. I wish I was joking, but I genuinely did. I would pick up her phrases and I would just say them in class from time to time. And people would be like, what is she doing? But like, I absolutely loved the show and it taught me so much. And then as well, my dad signed me up to the local library where I went like every weekend, any time that I could, because it was so close to my house. I went there by myself and just stayed there for as long as I could. I thoroughly enjoyed learning English and I don't remember it being difficult. I don't really remember it facing many obstacles really because it came so naturally to me. Like suddenly I just knew the language. That's how it was. Like I didn't know it and then it just all came to me straight away. It's very like unexplainable. I don't know just because I was so young. It was too easy really. As well in school we were both provided with language classes Now, mine were given to me much later. Like, it was given to me at a time where I didn't need them because I knew English so well and I didn't have much difficulty really. Like, at points, I just didn't understand why I was going to these classes because I thought I was great, like. 
But I still enjoyed going to them because literally all we did is play games and like do a bunch of activities. I didn't know how to speak English. We were kind of pulled aside to a special class where mm-hmm. we were learning English from scratch. So, mm-hmm. yes, it was like two, three people and just like, it was good in a way because like I kind of two, three people, I could focus a lot more like. Yeah, it was and, the same uh, for me. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of picked it up that way in, in school. Like They gave us these like picture books or it's like kind of baby books. <laughs> I don't entirely remember, but uh, they told us, I mean, how to build a sentence and where does this word go here and how does this go here because yeah. the different languages and stuff and you that's the, yes well. vo- yeah and that's, that's how you way. learn a language in secondary school anyways though so they definitely taught it to you the same way that i probably learned spanish or french in the beginning exactly and that's yeah. the way i learned english in school for a long time till I actually started speaking properly. Which was like a year later. Yes, exactly a year later. When I knew English when I was younger, like, could you tell that I knew more English than you Oh, yeah, easy. Because you you could, you were talking to other people and I was like, this is dangerous. (laughs) Really? Yes. I was like, you Uh, spoke so much faster. Did you ask me for help? I don't uh, remember. I I never asked you for help, but uh, I just, uh, because you were younger and you just picked it up so much faster and where I was... That's very cool. That's so interesting. Okay. So when everyone figured out that I knew English and that I learned so quickly, immediately I was basically put into work, we'll say. My childhood changed completely. This really did force me to grow up really fast. I was able to help my parents so, so much when I learned English. They kind of took advantage of that. And that is totally fine. Like, my parents always tell me that, like, we wouldn't be where we are here today without you. Those words are extremely huge. (laughs) I'm well aware I often get so emotional anytime that they mention that to me. In the beginning, of course, as many immigrants do, they have to fill out a lot of paperwork. We had to fill out so much stuff because, of course, more family members meant more papers to fill out for my dad. And these ones were new ones as well because it was like a family reunion that we had and we had to apply for all these child benefits and this and that and My parents eventually learned how to drive, so we had to apply for those and fill out those forms. So I basically became the family secretary at this point, and I filled out any form that my parents had. When I say any, I mean any. Like, you can tell me about any form, and I'm pretty sure I filled it out when I was 10 years old. And like now, as an adult, my friends would be like, oh, I had to fill out like a form for my driver's license. It was so daunting. There were so many things that I needed. I was like, oh yeah, like I filled that out when I was like 11 for my dad, you know, filled it out when I was like 13 for my mom. I've done it all, like I genuinely have. When I'm telling my friends stuff, I'm like sometimes unaware if they're aware of this because I had to do it at such a young age that I'm like, so what age does this come in? Does that make sense? Like obviously filling out a driver's license form comes in after the age of 18 but I obviously had to help my parents with that when I was 11 or 12. Mind you if you filled out any form some of the words may not be advanced for you as an adult but at the age of 11 like how was I supposed to know what like an NCT was like or like insurance how the hell was I supposed to know what insurance is honestly. I learned a lot like mind you I learned so much filling out these forms as I was growing up anytime people mentioned these things especially people my age they would kind of talk about it as if it was their first time hearing it because it was but for me it absolutely wasn't like I had known about this since I was 10 but I obviously couldn't be like oh yeah I knew this 
when I was 10, because then it would look like I was bragging, like, like, no one likes a smart ass, you know what I mean? And I did not want to be that person in friendships or in social situations. So I always held it back and I always was kind of like, oh, really, like, what's this? And like, look, like it might have seem it might seem fake or like two faced because I wasn't telling the truth and whatnot. But I have to move with my age, you know, and I kind of learned that at a very young age. I cannot talk about this at this young age. So I have to wait until it's my turn and so obviously I had to wait until other people were talking about it so that I could talk about it in a way this did make me a little bit more advanced than others but it was like a superpower that I never used you know there was no point like it wasn't useful for me to talk about this stuff when no one knew about it I had to understand things that were way beyond my years okay I absolutely did not enjoy doing this I hated it like it took away from any fun time, any any spare time that I had really, I just had to help my family with these things. I was also quite envious of other kids because I knew that they didn't have to worry about these things, like their parents were taking care of them. Whereas I was kind of essentially taking care of my parents by doing this. Now, I'm quite proud of the, doing this for my family. Like, they helped them so much and they got to send papers on time and they didn't, didn't have to hire a translator. They didn't have to go through all of that. Like, they had me at their convenience. And I, although I did hate it, it feels so great to have helped them and to still help them to this day because, of course, they provided me with such a great future that I kind of gave that small thing back to them if that makes sense so I'm totally fine with doing this like I actually kind of love filling out forms now which is crazy to say but because I've been doing it for basically 14 years now it's really just not a problem for me at all when we were younger as well we had to speak on behalf of our parents so many different times my English got so much better obviously so I had to speak especially my mom because she didn't have a good English at all I had to speak on behalf of her sometimes to let's say broadband companies retailers and it was so strange to speak on behalf of your parent when your parent is supposed to speak for you and of course all around us parents were just dragging their kids along and talking to everyone and stuff like that whereas with us our parents were dragging us along but we were doing all the talking yeah, we were doing all the talking <laughs> like in, we often felt bad because they couldn't really speak and we could understand the pressure in and i could understand that they weren't happy but yeah. they wouldn't say it and we wouldn't say anything to them both them but not make them feel bad but yeah it was really like unusual and at points we really didn't want to like there's days where we did not want to speak for them we were like come on like you do it and they would be like you know I can't do it like it was just a difficult time and of course as children we were sometimes stubborn and hated being stuck in the same situation always but after a while of course my mom was able to flourish and learn the language so so well so it was okay but for a good like three four years maybe we really did do all of the talking i'm gonna get into a little bit about our mom learning english now we do have full permission from her to talk about this for a little while but communication is obviously key when you're learning a language and the more you get it the more fluent you become now my mom wasn't getting that communication at all in the beginning because she wasn't working here she was taking care of us as well she had to learn english before she could get a job my mom took courses in Ireland in the beginning. I mean, my parents moved here in their early 40s and that is 
a crazy age to start learning a new language, really. It takes way, way longer to learn a language. It was kind of the same situation as Sokol's, where she was so upset and so frustrated. And she would cry because she could not understand anyone. And she really did want to understand people and communicate. Our mom now, though, as an integrated citizen, she absolutely excels at the language. She's come such a long way and learned so much. It's amazing and genuinely really inspiring. I mean, her English isn't perfect. It genuinely is really good. And that is because she has a steady job and is working somewhere where she really enjoys spending time. She has so much communication, so she is well capable of picking up the language and understanding what people are saying all of the time. She always says that she wishes she was my age and living in a country like Ireland where there are so many opportunities so that she could pick up what she really wants to do. I mean, my mom had a diploma back in Albania, which is not recognized here. And it has put her in a different job than what she hoped for. But luckily, it is close enough. Now, because our parents didn't know English, they also didn't put us into extracurricular activities because, of course, they didn't know where places were or where to put us in or how to do and make connections, basically. I mean, they moved into a new country. They knew no one. They had no idea where to find places and where to send us, really. But luckily, Sogal did play football in school yeah i did play with the school the school team i was very involved with them and i was constantly playing soccer with them they saw i was good they dragged me everywhere but i was outside of school i didn't play with any other teams and stuff no yeah i think we would have liked to when we were younger because you could see that other kids were going off they were like oh i have tennis i have dance but for me, luckily i was good at like art and creative stuff and stuff like that so I could keep myself occupied from home, thank goodness. I mean, we didn't really engage with like other kids outside of school. All we had were our school friends in the beginning. As well, when we were growing up in Albania, people didn't really send their kids to extracurricular activities. Like that wasn't a thing back then. Now it is because no, there's is, all yes. yeah. Much more. People send everyone to football and all these things. For us, we weren't used to that lifestyle anyways. So it was difficult to kind of adapt to it and get used to it. I remember I tried football for like a month, I think, in like second year with like a team outside of school. And I just hated it because I wasn't used to going there every week and stuff like that. So, so when like summer came, basically... And I feel like in summer, everyone gets involved in something. They go to like summer camps or they do stuff like that. Our parents actually just sent us off to Albania for the entire summer so that we wouldn't get bored here in Ireland because we didn't have any activities to keep us occupied, really. There was so much to back home because of the nice weather. We yeah. would go to beaches and we go to rivers and lakes and it was beautiful. Yeah, we really had loads to do back there, honestly, with our cousins and our family. So we are really glad about that. Like it actually was a better option for us because we got to thoroughly enjoy our summers in by the sea and with family and stuff like that. So we didn't really mind. So I'm just going to tell you all a story. At this point, I had like learned conversational English really well like I was at like an intermediate level we'll say and I was like getting better but I there was just something that I missed on 
while I was integrating when I was younger. Now, this is still my first year in Ireland. Also, if there are any kids around you at this point under the age of 11 who love Christmas time, please don't listen to this around them. I have given you that warning now. This was after Christmas and we were back to school in like January and we're all in the classroom and the kids are all like, oh, like what did Santa bring you for Christmas? And I was like, what? I was like, Santa did not stop at my house for Christmas, girl. Now, keep in mind, the kids were nine years old, eight, nine, like. And I just spilled the beans that Santa was not real. And my poor teacher hears me, like she's right next to me and this other girl. And she's like, oh, maybe like he's going to stop this weekend because they were held up on packages or something. She makes some excuse anyways. And I was like, literally, I was so confused. I was like, what? (laughs) Okay, so we're back after a two minute laugh that we just had. But anyways, like in Albania, we were never brought up believing in Santa. Like, we always knew he was fictional character in the books, in the movies. Like, we were fully aware. And coming into Ireland, I had no idea that kids believed in Santa. Like, even in the classroom, they'd talk about it. But, like, I didn't really grasp it at the time that they actually thought that it was real. Like, I thought that they were messing, or I don't know. And anyways, coming back, they're like, yeah, Santa this, Santa that. I was like, what? And I had to go home to my mom that day. And I was like, mom, I was like why didn't Santa come to my house? Like, I was like, does he actually exist? Because they genuinely made it so believable. And I was like, oh my God, like Santa forgot me. Like, and my mom had to actually have a sit down with me and be like, Irina, he does not exist, but you have to keep pretending that he does because of these kids. I literally said it and like my teacher, God bless her, like the poor woman knew that I obviously didn't believe in Santa. She didn't pull me aside to be like, look, you can't do this. She was actually really nice and understanding about the situation, but I like it took me a lot of convincing afterwards to believe that he still wasn't real because the kids like were making it out to be such a big deal. It's so crazy. Like both of us never grew up with it, and I had to just pretend until everyone else knew that he wasn't real, and it was ridiculous. I was like, "Are you joking? Like these yes. kids can't be serious." I never believed either. I. Of course, like, our parents never taught us to believe. And like kids... I've, I've, yeah, because I've seen movies and I've seen them books and stuff, as yeah. you said. But, like, I never believed in it. All my life, I grew up not believing. So when I came here and kids were talking about even though at the age I came in, kids, like, at, like, 14, 15, whatever. They didn't, yeah. they, they don't believe anymore, like, what I mean? But, like, there was younger kids and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Do I say just, something here? It's and, absurd, uh, like... Yeah, but like, you know, I learned how to keep my mouth shut and stuff because in my head I was like, these guys are living Oh yeah, I thought words. everyone was a lunatic, I'm yeah, not joking. I was like, like, they're off their game here. Yeah, seriously, I was like, how can you believe in this man? Like, he's clearly not real. Like, but... Even when we got like little presents as a kid, I knew where it was coming from. Yeah. It was where I come from my parents or yeah. one of our relatives or something. Like, there was no shit thing as Santa, like, there was yeah. nothing coming down my chimney. Now I'm going to get into a little bit about accents. Both of us, we don't really have like foreign accents, but our parents, they do have foreign accents. Now, I think it's really cute, but that is because I'm used to listening to them all the time and I really don't mind it and I'm able to fully understand them because, of course, I'm used to listening to them speak. But 
For others, however, they're really taken back by it at times. And like, it's quite obvious to me when someone is shocked or taken back by someone's accent. Now, as a child, when my parents got to learn English, of course, they began speaking for themselves as much as possible. Now, I accompanied my parents everywhere, really, especially my mom. I was with her all the time because, you know, she needed someone who was fluent as well. As a child, I was very cheeky. Anytime my parents were talking to someone in retail or anything like that, I would like stand on the outside and keep an eye out for the retailer's reaction to my mom's accent or the fact that she was just foreign basically because there had been many instances where my mom would go into a retail shop and ask for help like oh can I get this in this size or do you have this thing and she does it for an accent and at the time her English was like a little bit broken but it wasn't like too bad like you could understand if she was asking you for something you know anyways I would be like to my mom I'd be like oh like you can go up and say it to the person and if you need my help just come down and get me and in the meantime I would stand like on the sidelines and watch what was happening and how the other person would react and many times like some people were like quite uncooperative towards my parents or just ignorant because she had like a foreign accent Sometimes they would pretend like they didn't understand her or not give her the time of day. And this hurt me so much as a child. Like, I saw this way too many times than I'd like to even think about. There's plenty of instances where people were acting like they had no idea what she was saying or just not helping her the same way they would help a person with a fine accent, really. Anytime I was present... In these cases, I would jump into the conversation straight away with my perfectly comprehensive accent and I would start telling them what my mom was looking for and what she wanted. And at that point, the retailer would literally just be so shocked by my presence and they would just have to do their job as they should have been doing in the first place instead of pretending that they just did not understand my mom when she was so clear. Like all she was probably asking was, Hi, like, this top in this size, please. It's just crazy to think that people would be this petty, you know? But if people don't understand her, like, they can just ask her to repeat. Like, there's no problem with that at all. And I think many people just also want to be understood as well as you are understood. I think it's great for both people to make an effort. I was definitely quite cheeky, though. I just do not stand for that kind of injustice or unfairness. So I would just completely blindside the retail person and hated seeing people treat my mom differently or unfairly or just ignore her. She did deserve the attention that she was asking for by the person who's getting paid to do the job, you know. I just hated seeing that as a young child, really. And that has definitely kind of, like, lingered on me still because now any time that I introduce anyone to my mom, like a friend or whoever, really, I always keep an eye out in case they show like a reaction or anything like that like it's something that I cannot let go of because it just triggered me so much as a child to see people treat my mom differently just because she had an accent really and I think because of accents not only my parents but I'm sure other foreign immigrants have faced so much discrimination just because they sound a little bit differently to 
the average Irish person like. And of course they're going to. I mean, if you move at an older age, you can't easily pick up an accent. I mean, I personally know quite a few languages. I still study Spanish in college and I used to learn French in secondary school as well. And I cannot say that I have a French accent, even though I've learned it at like quite, or a Spanish accent even, even though I've learned both languages at quite a young age and like, like I'm not fluent in them. I'm, I can't say that I have the accent or anything like that, like, because I need to be living at the place for years to pick that up. Like, I'm not eight anymore. So it doesn't make sense for me to have the accent straight away. Like, I just think it's quite sad and just upsetting to see this, this kind of behavior happen. It is now time for interview of the week. Now, this week's interview is longer than the other ones that we've had so far. And me and this person had a great time chatting, honestly. It was just great to share both of our experiences on these kind of matters. So this week's interview goes like this. The reason I moved to Ireland was for a new experience and a good life, as I heard Ireland can give you that. I was not in a good condition at the time, as there were no jobs in Albania. When I arrived in Ireland, it was difficult to find a job for a few months. I applied for a work permit and I got it later, but I had to renew it every year. When I applied to come here, I told the company that was hiring me that I could speak English, but I actually lied in my work papers because I really wanted to come here. The first job I got was working as a waiter. It was a restaurant by the seaside in Kerry. It was a beautiful restaurant. I met with the boss. He asked, do you speak English? I told him no. He then said, why did you come here? Because I thought maybe I can learn fast, I told him. He promised me that if I learned English in three months, I had a job there. But three months was not enough for me. I had just arrived. I went to an English school for three days. The problem was that I could not pay for it. They told me to pay 60 euros a week. After a week, I left because I could not afford it. It was really sad. School would have helped me. During this time, I tried looking for a job. A friend of mine found me one and I've been working the same job for 18 years. In the beginning, I had to constantly work hard to receive a work permit from my boss every year. I kept renewing the work permit every year for nine years. After nine years, I applied for a passport. It's the rule in Ireland that if you work for a long time here, you can apply for a passport. After living in Ireland for five years, I applied for my family to join me here, and we were reunited. The process of citizenship was very hard because we had to fill out a lot of paperwork. I did not speak any English before arriving. I knew a few words like good morning and bye-bye. I learned English from working and having conversations with friends. I bought English books, but they were not helpful. Having conversations was better. I used the books to learn and remember vocab. I was teaching myself and this was hard. My grammar is still bad. It took me two or three years to learn some English. It is very slow and difficult at my age. After three years, I was more competent to speak to someone, not fluently, but slowly. I understood many things and tried to speak it a lot. When I moved here, I lived in a house with four other Albanians and I was working with them as well. We rented a four-bedroom house. We woke up at the same time and worked at the same time. 
That is why English came slowly, because it is easier to speak your own language. When I went to work, I wanted to speak to other foreign people in English, to improve. When I first moved, the weather here was very bad compared to Albania. It was raining every day. I was surprised. I started my job too early, at 2.30am, and I finished work at 9am. We didn't have any transport like a car or a bicycle. We walked everywhere. I used to live very far from work. It was half an hour walk to work and half an hour walk home. I've never experienced direct provision, but I've heard a lot about it. I have friends who stay there and the conditions are very tough, but I think it is the best way to learn English because you live with other foreign people and you cannot speak your own language. I have friends who improve their English in three to six months. The culture is different to my country's culture, tradition and food. It was not easy to adapt at my age, but I like it here. Ireland is a quiet place. For the first nine years, I visited Albania every year. Once my family joined me here, I went every couple of years. My children are growing up and have friends here. They are a part of Ireland. I bring them to Albania in the summer, but it is hard for them. I cannot move back to Albania. I like staying here, but for a holiday or maybe my pension, I can go to enjoy some time there. I've adapted with the Irish culture from living here for so many years. I work here, my wife is working here, my children have a life here. I think my life is better here than in Albania. I love this country. It is quiet, better and it has improved my life. I think it's very interesting that he lived with other Albanians here. That was probably a good thing but a bad thing at the same time. Good thing is he had friends, people to communicate with, go out and about his own people, from his own place but the other thing is he was working with them in the same place and he was hanging around the same place it was major step back meaning that if he didn't have all these people from his own place and he was communicating with other people that are from here or people who could only speak english his language would have been so much better yeah this is often a pattern that we see that like people from the same country hang out with each other which is great i mean that's what feels comfortable and safe for them so of course like you're welcome to do that but if you're here and you're new and learning a language it obviously is best to communicate with people that speak that language i mean in the interview, this person said that direct provision, the only thing that was good about it was people get to learn language so quickly and it's much easier. And I agree with that aspect, but we're going to talk about direct provision in a later episode. Even like from personal experience, when we were younger, we only spoke Albanian in the house in the beginning. This did not help my parents to get better at speaking the language, you know. And we knew English, like, which we should have been practicing it at home as well, so that our parents could get better at it. But it's just, we weren't used to doing that at the start. But then later on, as our parents did get more comfortable with speaking English, then we kind of spoke it at home because at one point it was just inevitable to speak English because some vocab we generally couldn't, say in Albanian so we had to say in English and even now we definitely speak both around the house like we're so comfortable doing it of course because we've been here for years we really don't mind what language we speak to each other in because we understand it quite well of course and we're just so used to it sometimes 
English just comes easier because we have forgotten some vocab in Albanian. Yes, that's true. I mean, it's, nowadays it's just you think in, we think in English really like and then it's just kind of so much yeah. easier because it's become natural. Yeah, like I could not imagine myself thinking in Albanian. It just doesn't come naturally to me anymore. Like English has become my main language. Like that's that just controls my life now. Like so we have come to the end of the episode Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us at Too Integrated on Instagram. Hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.